0: Hi guys, welcome, welcome to my live chat. Oh my gosh, here we go. Okay, hi, welcome to Run With Allie Live. It is, it has been quite <laughs> the 24 hours, my friends. Um, I'm sure many of you can relate. Um, but yeah, I want to thank you for taking the time to join me on my live chat tonight because life happens and, you know, um, gotta deal with things. But anyways, so what I'm going to discuss tonight is two things actually. One, I was going to write an article about, and I still will, and two, I'm actually going to go over my favorite routine, which is my signature workout and the why behind, I guess, every single exercise in it and what it does. Uh, so let's get to it. Oh, and before I, before I forget to mention, um, hi, Nancy. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, and before I get to mention, um, how it's pertinent to runners. So let's get to it. Okay. So in terms of, um, I came across this article, uh, yesterday, which kind of supports my, my hypothesis and just kind of makes sense as to why, uh, I've come up With my cross training method, why everything has worked uh, to date for me, uh, for others that I've tailored it to, to meet their goals and, you know, why this is all important. So I've been asked, well, I've been, I've been asked multiple things, but in relation to running, I've been asked about, you know, specificity and if that has taken away like in terms of specificity. So really focusing on, uh, just running and my interval runs, my tempo runs, um, sure recovery runs, but you know, those two things, negative split runs to get faster because of course you need to do the most of any sport, uh, to really see those improvements, but it's, it's a really, you know, science based way to track at that. Uh, So I got asked if I was ever concerned about not meeting my, I guess, like my expectations for the New York City Marathon by heading up on cross training. And again, this is my opinion and I would love for you guys to ask questions too, Uh, but I didn't uh, because that's why I got injured in the first place. Now, there were many things that were off other than, you know, just the fitness, so my recovery could have been a lot better. I definitely uh, did not do um, enough in my recovery in terms of get enough sleep, really warm up properly, incorporate both static and dynamic stretching. Uh, I wrote an article about this yesterday on my blog, uh, the importance of flexibility because it really can leave you less prone to any injuries for your runs. Uh, because you'll have the proper range of motion in all your joints, uh, all your muscles, and you'll be able to powerful power through your stride uh, efficiently and not overcompensate in areas where you really shouldn't be bearing weight in or using as much as you know you should if you were flexible. So, um, so thank you all for joining um, again. So. Yeah, so in terms of compromising my time, um, I have to go with no, and I'll tell you why. So it's very important uh, in terms of performance that you are able to endure more, get your threshold pace to a point that you're going to be able to intake more oxygen um, at a lower heart rate and sustain that amount before you hit uh, your anaerobic um, state. In other words, you're not out of your completely, you know, your oxidative muscle fibers. Uh, You're not, you know, relying on what's, like, left in your muscles versus, uh, you know, like, basically what you train up for. Um, When you train uh, for your tempo runs, you're usually running a little below your uh, threshold pace. Um, which, you know, when you go above that and you force your body to recover faster because that's a really good way to do it, uh, that's a very good way to push yourself. And it also has its fat loss benefits too. Um, but I found that when I was doing that, uh, first of all, this might tie into why I'm not the biggest fan of treadmill running. Uh, that's a, that's a whole other conversation for another time, which I will get into, but the treadmill is not comparable to outside. And so when I did get injured, um, I was training on the treadmill because I was at Equinox at the time and I just didn't really have the time to go outside. Uh, I was on the skill mill very often, which is a dynamic treadmill, uh, that you move for those of you that don't know. And what I found was that first of all, it didn't there's no treadmill that runs downhill. I wasn't able to run downhill, so that kind of left me a little not in the best place there. Um, when I run outside through my entire time training up to New York City, I was definitely in a way strength training because I was using. And activating and firing up more muscles and smaller stabilizer muscles used than I would inside. Uh, so that in combination with everything I preach. So the cross training, um, I teach spin actually. And that is an extremely good way to build up strength and endurance, like anaerobic endurance, muscular endurance, in your lower body. Uh, There's a lot of science-based research out there. I'm sure you guys uh, have found some, but if you haven't, I could actually uh, share that as well, where to find it uh, in my story after this chat. But that um, has definitely saved my lower body extremely. And it's also forced me to kind of gain those... Hit muscle fibers, the ones you get from the high intensity runs, the interval runs. Uh, if any of you go to Mile High Run Club or Barry's Boot Camp, wh- ho- I hope that all of those treadmills are on incline. Uh, it's the same type of ordeal. You're getting off the treadmill. You're maybe like swinging a kettlebell, doing rows, doing goblet squats. Uh, all of that's very important. But you know something like, you know, spinning. So a lot of people have Peloton bikes. That's great to complement your training runs, uh, especially for your lower body. Yes. So, you know, that's, that really helped me not even have to like, think about getting injured. Uh, I am someone that, you know, I like to work with and I like to learn from more importantly, uh, athletes of all different backgrounds, because I feel like that that's the most valuable and everyone, has something so different to bring to the table and I just find it so interesting. Uh, you know, I I actually don't want to, I would like the elite elite people are, I don't really like have any interest. I, I admire them, but you know, I feel like the learning really comes from you guys. Um, and just the most valuable like feedback and information. I would say sharing is caring and I mean that. <laughs> um, hi Christine. Uh, but, yeah, so treadmill running. So, yeah, just I'm going to say one last thing um, about that. Uh I was listening to Run for PR, I think, that podcast yesterday, and they brought up a really good point. Um So it relates to my cross-training method um as well. Running outside is... Really good mentally too because it challenges you. If it's snowing, if it's raining, Uh, not if it's icing. Probably don't do that. Nancy on here talked me out of running in the ice one night. It was it was a good decision because that's asking for an injury. But uh, it you can't always predict what the weather is going to be like on race day, especially for those of you guys that are going to Boston, for example. I mean, two years ago it was hailing. It was actually the year I got injured, so I. I wasn't I wasn't as upset like at the time and you know I'm still not. Uh but yeah, just I mean you got to be prepared for anything. It was hailing. Case in point, it doesn't hail on the treadmill inside. Uh Eric, you will appreciate this. Um for everyone, uh Dharma running on here is huge into mindfulness and running. I always talk about going on mental clarity runs and, you know, sometimes, uh, I've found that when I haven't been so hard on myself and, you know, I, I always make sure that any training runs are, they've got to be fun. They, they have to bring you joy because you can't hate something, even though it's hard, there's a way to find joy in what you're doing. Otherwise it's probably over training syndrome or just you're doing a, something's off. It should always be enjoyable. Uh, So just letting yourself kind of like be and not always being such a stickler about looking at your Fitbit or Garmin or Apple watch, just, or even just whatever, run keeper, just any, anything, Strava, just letting yourself kind of like figure out what your rate, um, your rate of perceived exertion, excuse me, feels like. And for you to like be able to know that will make you a better and more seasoned runner. And, just saying, like, if in any race, if something happens to your smartwatch or your phone, uh, you're going to have to probably deal with that. So it's not the worst thing in the world to, you know, kind of throw in something that's feels really good and, and just to kind of, like, retest yourself again, um, to retest your limits, to retest your threshold and whatnot. Uh, that's all super important. So... Yeah, and if you think about it, 10 years ago, people didn't have these devices to track their heart rate. So, it was all manual. Uh, I'm sure those of you that are baby boomers are on here are laughing because, yeah, like, at least I know my parents would drive around in a car, at least my mom, and, yeah, would see how far, like, she, her run would be because there was no Garmin's or Fitbit's or... Apple watches, which is kind of weird to think about, but, um, just go back to the old times. And if you, you know, think about it, this all kind of makes sense. So try to go just for your mental sake, um, for a run without any tracking device, because it's very helpful. So, um, the main point here is I have never, ever once doubted that my cross training method would jeopardize my, runs I firmly believe in it and I know what it takes for me Um, and I know that it doesn't work for everyone too I know that you know this is exactly why I started with personal training so uh, I want to say really understanding the body and what different types of things people are dealing with that I've helped coach to run is very customized to them specifically and that's a major reason why I don't really take on any more one-on-ones right now. Uh, because I, I'm not a firm believer of delivering a running plan specifically to a mass set of individuals. Uh, cross training is different. That's, you know, I'm happy to provide you with the bootcamp class any day. And that's why my monthly subscriptions are there for you guys to compliment your training runs with. Uh, But yeah, in terms of coaching, you know, always feel free to reach out, but it just really depends on the time um, of the year and whatnot, because I invest a lot into those one-on-ones for this reason. Just as many of you could relate on here, coming back from an injury is not fun, um, but it's also a silver lining in a way because it teaches you a lot and it helps you, it humbles you a lot. Yeah, so one thing I did forget to say was if you do happen to have a pool and you're on here, that's also really good too for cross training and also developing anaerobic endurance in your lower body. Because I used to be a swimmer. I think I did mention that. Um, actually kind of good, but I never talk about that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, you develop so much anaerobic endurance and just endurance in general. It's, so hard to get the breathing down. And if you have that down, uh, it's going to translate to you running like no other. So if you have a pool, go for a dip. And yes, there, I've been asked if I'm going to be signing up for a triathlon soon. And the answer is absolutely. I just need to pick the right one. Uh, but I do really want to focus on marathon training first and maybe doing another half. Not marathon told. The Boston 2021 marathon. So, okay, that crosses off. Rowing. A huge fan of rowing. I love the questions, Christine. Huge fan of rowing because you're loading up your hamstrings and your glutes. And it's low impact on your lower body. And you could also turn that into intervals tremendously. It's freaking insanely good. I would definitely recommend to complement your run days with rowing days and maybe getting off and doing bodyweight push-ups or shoulder taps, something like that because you're already pulling on the rower, so you want to offset that with a push. That's a workout. Write it down. <laughs> um, Nancy, do I swim? So this is a fun fact. This is true. I think I saw Craig Foldes from my camp because I went to sleepaway camp for six summers on here. I do swim. I actually used to be a very competitive swimmer. Uh, I missed the junior Olympics by like 0.02 seconds. I was the captain of my high school varsity swim team. And when I was really young back at sleepaway camp, I won the lake swim record, like broke it. There's a plaque still in the dining hall at Camp Laurel. And there was like, no one could canoe next to me because I was a fast swimmer. I'll just very nicely say that. And yeah, swimming was my jam. That was my thing. When I was a swimmer, I didn't even run. Like I, I ran because I had to. I didn't really like it. Uh, I, I know. I like, don't even like, talk about that. I used to be a lifeguard. I used to teach swim lessons. Like That was a major part of my life. It still is, but there's not a lot of pools in New York. Uh, but yeah, I love to swim. I mean oh yeah Um, and then I got I really got into the running so I think that kind of explains why I was I was maybe able to very easily translate that kind of skill set the endurance uh, over onto dry land because I had just been doing it all my life I started swimming when I was like seven or something Uh, so yeah that's a fun fact Um, yeah (laughs) So anyways, now, um, thank you, I'm a beast, you're a beast too, I'm just saying. Uh, If we don't have any other questions, we're going to move on to the rationale behind every exercise in my signature workout. Because I actually haven't talked about this, and this is the perfect opportunity. So the workout starts out with body weight, uh, three body weight movements, each a minute each for a warm up to just get everything limbered up, moving the entire body up, loosening up your T-spine, your thoracic spine, the mobile part of your spine. Uh, yeah, to prevent any injuries and just to get, you know, the blood going, flowing and to get you ready for the workout. Then I start, I begin with circuits with kettlebells usually or dumbbells. And it's similar. It's like metabolic conditioning, which is basically strength training um, and circuits used in a way that will simulate fat loss and boost your metabolism. Uh, and, you know, so something like goblet squats uh, and speeding them up for the last 30 seconds for three rounds and then doing swings, uh, like kettlebell swings or dumbbell swings, um, and then spent over rows, uh, that'll be the first part. So that's to kind of get the strength training in there, build up, uh, endurance and stimulate fat loss through metabolic conditioning with weights. Then I move on to kind of a boxing cardio kickboxing styled segment where we're throwing kicks through punches with small dumbbells and then dropping the weights on the third round. And, I'm also including a little plyometrics in there if people could jump. I try to kind of not include too much just because that defeats the whole point of the lower impact on your lower body part. Uh, But the reason behind that is just to keep your heart going, um, to keep your body challenged and every single muscle group that is not challenged when you're running, when you just move forward and backwards. Because for you guys that are anatomy nerds on here, Running is more in the sagittal plane, not really transverse or frontal, which means transverse is rotating, frontal is side to side. Just think, just think about it. So if, if you've ever h- like hurt your knee uh, and your lateral meniscus, which is, you know, like the outer part of your knee and, or your medial, uh, the inner part, you, it's hurting you, that I wouldn't rule out. Thinking about, hey, have I done anything in the frontal plane? So things like lateral lunges, anything like band walks, like stepping side to side that fires up your glute medius, things like that. Um, I include all of those kind of movements in boxing, kickboxing, um, the cardio. Sometimes I use a resistance band, sometimes I won't, but as long as you don't know you're just moving your body that way and also twisting, you're hitting all muscle groups and you're going to be less uh, prone to any injuries in your running. So that's that. Now, in terms of the sculpting, this is hilarious when there's guys in uh, my classes too because I'm like, guys, sorry, this is really girly, but it's a whole arm toning segment and an entire leg toning segment, all of it's body weight. Sometimes I include like small dumbbells, but it's just like pulsing movements. Um, And it's it's honestly that, coming after all of the metabolic conditioning all of that high intensity stuff the cardio-esque work um it's gonna that's gonna that is exactly how you tone um and you burn fat because you can't just spot check and be like hey i want to lose fat um under my arms like lower abs upper thighs like under my glutes you, you're you all laughing right now because I know you can't. You have to lose it all over. And then you could start training isometrically and kind of pulsing and, you know, working certain areas, even with your body weight, uh, to kind of promote fat loss in specific places more so than not. Um, why does your spine hurt when you lay down? I don't know. That's really weird. I hope that you foam roll. Yeah. I hope that answers your question. Um, Okay, so after the sculpting, uh, I include my ab hit finisher. And this is kind of what my class is known for. And what a lot of my classes are because I teach abs and core. I teach uh, bootcamp too. And I include this in those as well. But everyone wants abs because they, they look great. They make you feel good. They're also really important because they're a part of your core the front part, the good-looking part. Uh, A way to maximize fat loss on your abs is to, again, lose it all over. And the reason why I include high-intensities, so I'll include mountain climbers maybe in the mix of, you know, leg raises or rotating leg raises, Um, I don't ever flex my spine as in round it. I don't do that. I always emphasize the importance of keeping your neck aligned with your spine because, it promotes good posture, good habits uh, outside of the gym as well, uh, and to really engage your core and make a seat with your pelvis so that your spine's in alignment with the rest of your body and it's more stable because your core stabilizes your spine. Um, so while you're doing all these exercises, ab exercises, and getting your heart rate up and letting it come back down and forcing it to recover it faster, I mean, after everything you just did in this whole workout that I just described, it's going to maximize fat loss throughout your body, and yes, your abs, because that's what you're doing. So, um, so that's the reason why I do the abs at the very end, and then of course a cool down. Um, so my favorite favorite cool down is I shared this. Um, hamstring. Um, leg extension and flexion so like bending and straining your knee um knees and then just upper body also so all of those things combined um and they have really 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 great toning benefits too so in terms of running this is a very very good thing to do to complement your strength training uh your runs and a great way to not jam on your lower body, in addition to swimming and uh, you know um, spinning as well. And of course, I mentioned all the other things. Like I, I personally love to box, but I think that in terms of uh, like really, really building that lower body endurance, stick to swimming or running, rowing too, Christine. Uh, my my workout is very, very good too, and just circuit training. Um, you know, you definitely want to include the compound lifts to train your quads, your glutes, your hamstrings, um, everything, everything. And if you don't know, uh, how to train a certain area, never be afraid to reach out. I love to, you know, help as many people as I can. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I would help the world if I could. I, I hope I do. Um but yeah, I definitely have been providing this stuff in my monthly workouts. Uh so just to give you an example since we're here. Um so for your hamstrings, um do if you even if you have like this is kind of funny, like wine bottles. I don't really drink, so I don't have wine bottles, but if you have a suitcase, which this might sound ridiculous. You could do farmer carries, okay? is like your way to divvy up your compound movements and then do deadlifts and just stationary lunges. Thank you, mom. I know they're amazing. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm glad you like my workouts. Uh, But lunges and then include some lateral lunges in there. So that's side to side, left to right. Include a plank because it's full body. Uh, then you're also getting your upper body recruiting small muscle fibers there. Do that. Um, I just gave you a workout right there. So that's basically challenging the front and back part of your body. And you know, then you got to work out. So I would say do the farmer carries. If you're in an enclosed area, carry two weights around for 60 seconds For the deadlifts, do 8 to 12 reps. Or if you have really heavy stuff around your house, I would probably do 5 reps um, and 3 rounds. Depends how heavy we're talking here. But yeah, let's just keep it simple for simplicity's sake. You could do bodyweight stationary lunges, uh, lateral lunges, 12 of each, um, 12 total, 6 per side, and then a plank for 60 seconds. And then just repeat that entire circuit three times with a maximum of 15 to 30 seconds rest between those three rounds. There you go. That's your, that's one of your strength training workouts to complement your training runs. So I hope that you found that helpful and I hope that you do put that to use. And if you do, I ask you one favor. Can you please let me know how it goes? Because I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, you know, cause I truly believe that again, Every one of you brings something valuable to the table. It does not matter if you run right now. It doesn't matter if you're an Olympian. It doesn't matter what kind of runner you are. You're a person and you're valuable and I value what you have to say. So if you try it out, please let me know how it goes. I'm sure it'll be great. And if not, let me know about it so we could work on something to make it better. Because that's what I want to do for you and for everyone else on here. So... Yeah, that was pretty short and sweet, kind of. Um, going over, you know, um, you know, my rationale for a lower strength training um, on your uh, body, how to build muscular endurance, how to do it, and the rationale and reasoning behind every exercise included in my signature workout, uh, and plus a free strength training workouts. <laughs> so, um, without further ado, I'm gonna. Say goodnight to you guys and thank you for bearing with me and coming and joining me tonight on here. Um, but I will be back next Tuesday at 9pm. Uh, it's just going to be me. Um, I'm going to be talking about sports nutrition and what I eat because I've been asked so many times recently and I'm just going to basically share my daily food log because I, I do write everything down. Um, for the purpose of including that in my ebook, which is a year away, like from its release date. But yes, I will be sharing that. So it's going to be a good one. Don't forget to tune in and I will see you on Tuesday next week. Um, yes, a week before Christmas Eve for those of you that celebrate. Uh, so see you then next week. Other than that, have a great rest of the week guys and happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining.